Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Praise, we bless your name for this time. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you will do. Father, we say let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that your blessings will come upon us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's have our seat. God bless us all in the name of Jesus. Um, we thank God for the presence of our Father General Basia um, and our mother who has come from Nigeria. And um, they'll be with us for a while. And um, you would have the privilege of hearing minister very soon and things like that. Um, but you know, as, but we thank God for all that God has done. God will grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Just wanted just um, just the, um, the the prophecy of what was said um, of what was said and we needed a bit of um, clarity. Is that I will say it this way: when Moses went to the mountain and God told him to, and he raised up his hand. And as his hand was being raised up, the battle was being won. As his hand was coming down, the battle was was, was, was lost. So the question is, who was doing the prayer? Is it the hand that mattered, or the prayers of, 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 um, of Moses? What I'm trying to say is that at times, God will ask you to do certain things that are symbolic. That is not your prayer, but it's just a symbolic move that he says you should do. Does that make sense? So, and again, when it comes to symbolism, it doesn't mean that you will now turn it into, uh, somebody will now turn it into, ah, when something happens, just go and do this. No, that's not it. So God may ask, that's why you see Jesus, he will heal the eyes of somebody, and you at the time he will use, uh, what's it called, um, uh, clay. And so why did he use clay at that point in time? I'm just trying to explain that to you. So basically what God has said is that when you get home today or before today closes, that people should sweep their house. And as you sweep your house, just begin to tell God that you begin to pray that everything that is not of Christ or anything, I'm, as I'm sweeping them out, they, they go away. I guess some of us has vacuum. <laughs> so, so don't worry, but I'm just as you vacuum it, <laughs> you know, God so. And TME would put the total um, vision again for us as a reminder on the group on the group chat. And those who are not yet on the group chat of the church, we would we would uh, we, we would share it to individuals so that they are aware. She just wanted me to kind of put some clarity to it because it's it's, it's not a thing that we normally hear here that you know go and sweep and things like that. It's just symbolism. It is not. A, a spiritual principle. It is not something that you repeat all the time. That's what I'm trying to say. I hope that helps. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. And for those, please, for those who are who are not um, who are probably living with somebody and things like that, please just sweep your room. <laughs> if you are living with somebody, <laughs> sweep your room. Yeah, or if you are doing a shared apartment. 
No, she shall no. Or shared room. She, you know, apartment. Exactly. Uh, you know, you know, you share apartment. You have your own apartment, but some people have a room and they share the sitting room and things like that. God would increase every one of us. Amen. You know, just so, when I not sleep in your own room, you get what I'm saying. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So what we are looking at, we might be looking at it for the next just two weeks. I would start it by saying a church on assignment. A church on assignment. You know, at my workplace, there is this contractor that we have. And that contractor has been doing a lot of things but one of the things that it does for our work in our workplace that is 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 in fact that thing is growing across hospitals it does quiz you know quiz where everybody comes and i don't most of those quiz i don't i only go and watch and god forgive me at times i google <laughs> I guess because you can do it for home. Because so half of what they're talking about, I don't know. They start to get all these British songs from 1960, 19, things like that. But, you know, it was, when, when he, he, he does that to the extent that other hospitals are already joining on that quiz. And so they do it almost every Friday, and we are all excited. It's something that is lovely. But what we were talking about, we are having a meeting recently, and people were saying, this man's what he was upon what we gave him contract to do, he's not doing it. He's not doing quiz. Somebody that said, Are we paying him to do quiz? Or are we paying him to do his job? Somebody said, you know, maybe we need to stop him from doing quiz. So that he can focus on what we are paying him for, because we did not pay him to do quiz. What I'm trying to say is that there could be different things that you that you can find in an environment called church. But there is an assignment. So that man's contract could be terminated not because he's not he's not doing quiz. In fact, the quiz is getting more popular, but the CEO is saying we are paying huge money for this person and all we are getting is quiz. <laughs> you cannot be working in finance. <laughs> and the only thing that you do best is quiz. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? So what I'm trying to say to us is this. Even in our journey, and let's go to um, uh, Genesis chapter 45 verse 7 to 8. Now this is, this is talking about um, uh, Joseph. Joseph went through different aspects of his life. Joseph went to prison. Joseph was sold. Joseph became rich. He became the prime minister. But yet Joseph said, but God has sent, but God, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve you for a remnant of the head and to save the life and save life by a great deliverance. So what is, what what Joseph is saying is that all that God did is for one reason that I can save the lineage of Israel. Now, if Joseph 
became, if Joseph was released from prison, if Joseph interpreted the dream, if Joseph became um, uh, the right-hand man of Potiphar, but he did not do this, as far as everyone is concerned, is a failure. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Let's go to Esther. I'll use another example of Esther. Esther chapter 14, 4 verse 14. He said, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. Who knows but that you have come to royal position for a time like this. So that means if Esther becomes the best queen that has ever happened, if she rose up to a high level of position and she did not do this one thing, as far as God is concerned, it is a waste. So that means that if my desire, like Esther, is to become a king, God, give me grace. I want to rule my generation. I want to do this. I want to do that. And God gives you that. God, I need money. I need this. I need that. And God does that. And you come out before God and you say, God, I thank you for all that is you have done. The Bible says, if you have not accomplished the assignment that God has placed before you, everything that you have been thanking him for, that he has, he has given you, God will just look and say, it's a waste. But at times, we are so attracted by so many other things that God does. Like that man, he's, so, he's carried away by the number of hospitals that are connecting to the quiz. He's now become the quiz master. <laughs> the job that he, they called him for is nobody. So he spent time doing research to get latest juicy company uh, by when the queen died. Ah, I saw the advert. Uh, queen, uh, death, clinical royal questions, this and that, and things like that, you know. And people were like, now they want to even have cop that they will be passing from one hospital to another. But the job that they are calling <laughs> is no more doing. So you can see a man that people will say, ah, this man, God has blessed them. Oh, see how much God is doing in their life. See where God brought him from grass to grace. This man came from prison to the palace. And that is a wonderful testimony. But as far as God is concerned, God did all of that for a reason. And if he hasn't achieved that reason, he may go to his grave as the greatest king that ever came. But when he appears before God, it is nothing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, because at times, that is why you will see when Jesus came to the world, he began to make an analysis. Jesus said, ah, what, will he, what will a man gain if he gains this whole world 
and he loses his soul. Basically, what he's saying is that by the calculation of heaven, you rather lose this whole world and gain your soul. Does this make sense? So, as I, so when, I tell you, when it comes to God, the, the, the equation is very simple. He can give you, you know, deliverance, money, all those I don't know. He can, he can give you all of that. You know, you will even see his hand. I had a story of Baba, um, some of us may not know him, um, Obadari. And my brother was saying that he was, he was, he was asking God, he, he, he had a vision one day, and he saw that he, the house he was building, and this was maybe towards the later part of his life, he's had so much time in ministry, and he said he saw his house at a window level. And he said, God, all these people, see how much this is all that you have got for me. See, eyes have been opened. Things like this. And God said, yes, their eyes is being opened. Everything is happening. But none of them translates to a block. Because he's the one that gave his life to Christ that we count. Every other one, they are, they are just, you know, it's, it's, it's just, they've come and they've enjoyed everything. That is why, you know, the Bible, we don't normally read this, so the Bible says that, you know, said, if your eyes is going to cut it, then take it out. But you are saying, no, you have to see. You say, no, you don't have to see. <laughs> if, if you are going yours, if you are going to, it is better. It is better. You know, God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, I just said all of that, that, you know, even before we begin to look at an assignment as a church, it is important that we first of all know that there will be, ah, there will be so many things. People will be, people, you know, you know when, when you, you as, as we say that, you know, the Spirit of God is moving, people are going in trust and everything, and God is moving in a place. But if what everyone is looking for is not achieved, everything doesn't make sense. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So when we first of all look at a church, Ephesians chapter 4, and you know, we I, I'm just going to push, I know we've talked about kingdom, and so I'm just this is just going to be just a, a push forward a bit as we as we move on. The Bible says that but each one has but but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. That is why he that ascended on high took many captives, captives, and people. And the Bible says that Jesus also has ascended into the lower part of the head. Let's go on, please. The Bible says he descended, he, he who descended is the very one who ascended higher all the heavens in order so the hand is to feel himself god wants to feel himself he wants the whole world to feel his impacts he said so this is what god did he gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers to equip god's people um, for the work of god so that christ so that so that body of christ may be built up can somebody read um, KJV for me, please? I just want to point out something to us. King James Version, please. 
And just start from verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11. And he gave some apostles, yes. and some prophets, uh -huh. and some evangelists, yes. and some pastors and teachers, uh -huh. for the perfecting of the saints, uh -huh. for the work of the ministry, yes. for the edifying of the body of Christ, yes. till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God. There is a version that says, for the edifying of the church. New King James. God bless you. Some prophets, uh -huh. some evangelists, yes. some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Of the body of Christ. Amen. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, what I'm saying, there is a particular translation that calls the body of Christ the church. The church. Now, why I'm saying that is that basically, when the Bible refers to church, it is not talking about a building. These are things that, and I would describe certain things that happen in the building itself. But what is the church are the people. This place is a church building or school or church venue. <laughs> this so okay, job blessing headquarters is not a church, it is a church building because a church meets there. The problem you would will have is that when you begin to think that that is church and you are going to church, the problem would be that I cannot bring certain things I cannot bring into this place. Common sense will tell you that certain things you cannot do here. Why? Because it is a church. Abby. Not knowing that same body, you now carry church out and you now do what you cannot do in a building because you thought that place is church. Whereas you are the church. Yeah, no. You know what? I cannot be smoking. I know that it's a church environment. Please, you know what? There's certain things you don't do in a church. And then that church goes out. And church now begins to do it. And you begin to wonder. Say, I know, I know. I I I I, I do, I behave well when it comes to Saturday night to Sunday. Why? Because I am going to church. So once you don't we don't understand that as the Bible says you are the temple of God. What it says is that you are the church. And what, because that's simple. See, there are certain things that at times when you say it so much in grieving people, you like this white garment now, which is prayer cloth. But at times when you assume that once you take it away, have you ever seen, thank God we don't have them here. People will say, Jackie, what's it Because in their mind, this is 
what classifies them as Siamese. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Now, we read it. That there are times when some people will enter the room where Moladi was praying. And they saw that it wasn't what he was wearing. Sabinus was glowing out. So to him, it was not what he was wearing. This one is a, is, you know, exactly. I am not a nurse because I wear nurse uniform. If I carry your wig, I don't know if you have one now, but when I'm, I'm talking lawyer wig. If I carry the wig and the cloth and enter um, court, that does not make me a lawyer. If she forgets her uniform and quickly runs into the the court and says, Oh, my lord, oh, I'll be my lord, let me my my lord. Ah, sorry, you know, something things happen at this like She might even give her some grace to do certain things. But me and my weak and everything, they will carry me for impersonation. So it is not the weak that makes you a lawyer. Because you are putting on white garment, it does not make you serious. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because we have so many people who are impersonating. <laughs> a pastor was saying, not in CNS, but a pastor was saying just then, I said, I said it seems like, um, uh, it seems that Babalao business was not paying people now. So Babalao are now migrating into, not even garments, anything, just say, you know, because that one is the one packaging one that is wet. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, you can see somebody who is truly in the fold. They might be putting on suits. When they enter that room, if God opens your heart, you will see them in their yes. true status. Yes. So, it is not the. When we put on this together, we are celebrating who we are. Does that make sense? Yeah. We are celebrating who we are. We are celebrating who we are in holiness. That's what it is. So what we are trying to say, I'm still coming back to, I'm trying to first of all make you understand when the Bible is talking about church. And that understanding would help us in the journey as when you begin to understand your assignment as a church. So when they call prayer meeting, I say, church, your church is meeting prayer meeting. I say, ah, me, I don't do prayer meeting. I'll just, they don't, let me. it is church program. And you're at home. God is saying, ah, <laughs> who are you? Our church is doing program. There's program in church. That the church is sitting at home. Thinking that God help us in Jesus' name. Now, what we're trying to say as we, as we go on is that is that as we begin to look closely, now, there is, 
There are two types of the church in the Bible that Jesus was, was illustrating. Jesus only spoke about church twice in scriptures. And we will be talking about there is what is called the universal church. And there is a local church. You cannot be a member of a local church and not first of all be a member of the universal church. The gates, sorry, can you just take two slides and let me just quickly explain that before. I think I have the picture. Yeah. So you have universal church, then you have local churches. You cannot be a member of the local church and not first of all be a member of the universal church. Now, how do you be, how, and you will see the way Jesus introduces it in scriptures. When we go to Matthew chapter 16, we have to go up now. Matthew chapter 16. Jesus said, Jesus said, what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So what that means is that if you have not understood who Jesus is, you have not entered. I'm not saying you're not a member of the church. But you have not entered the universal church yet. So the Bible says that, it said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. He said, For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Let's go on, please. He said, And I tell you that you are Peter. On this rock will I build my church. Please note, he did not say your church. He said, my church. So, and he said, when this, is, this truth is established, the gate of hell will not be able to overcome it. So that means for everyone that is part of the universal church, the gate of hell cannot overcome it. Does that make sense? Now, when we now go further, when you get to Matthew chapter 18, Jesus now begins to introduce another dimension of the church. When he now said, if a believer, some translations will tell you, if your brother. But when you see most of the time, when the Bible, especially in the New Testament, they're talking about brothers and sisters. They're talking about believers. So the Bible says that if a believer sins against you, Go privately and point out the offense. If another person, if, if, if the other person listens and confesses, you have won the person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back, and, and go back again. So that everything you say will be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Let's go on, please. He said, the Bible now says that if the person still refuses to listen, take, take your case to the church. This is Jesus talking. If you are part of universal church and you don't have a local church, where are they going to report to? So in the mind of Jesus, there is nobody that has no universal member that is floating around. Jesus never had a plan for that. 
Why? Because he expects every Christian to be accountable. That is why he said, if she, if he or she will not accept the church's decision, treat them as a pagan or a corrupt as corrupt. What do you say? Treat them as if they don't, they are not Christians. And these things are difficult, but this is Jesus talking. Because a Christian, as far as Jesus is concerned, is subject to an authority. That's what Jesus is saying. So if they refuse to sub subject to it, Jesus said, treat them as a non-believer. Now, this is the scripture that we normally quote. But it is after Jesus said, if somebody goes and the church disciplines the person, says, no, I don't, I don't believe in all this kind of crap. And they walk out. And Jesus said, no. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth. Jesus is saying, when the church gathers and they say, this is what we, this is our decision. And the person says, I don't believe in all those kind Jesus said, whatever you de declare forbidden on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. Let's go on, please. And Jesus said, in case you don't hear me well, he said, I tell you this. If two of you agree on earth concerning anything you ask for, the Father in heaven, I used to tell people, <laughs> you know, I was part of church, and somebody did something that was wrong, and the church authority disciplined the person. And they said, oh, no, 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 I didn't say, ah. For the sake of your life, obey. Said, ah, no. They said, I said, no, it doesn't work that way. Jesus expects that every child of God is accountable. This is the system by which Jesus is put in place so that he doesn't have wandering children across the street. Somebody went to preach somewhere and they called me. The boy went to preach in this country, went to do video. And they had, they were drunk by the time they came for video. They came to minister, they were drunk. So they now told me, I said, ah, that. Um, it's not, they don't eat drink, oh. they, they slept with some guests after service. And someone now can say, why are you calling Am I his pastor? Who did you take permission from before you invited them? Because you see them on Facebook. They are doing ministry. You now carry them. Did not damage your members. You're not complaining. Who are you complaining to? It doesn't work that way. Scripture says everyone should have a root. Why? I'm not saying that church systems are perfect everywhere. Please don't get me wrong. But Jesus is saying that is the only way you can hold a Christian accountable. So there is the local church and there is the universal. The way into the local church, that's why Jesus said, once they don't say, treat them as an unbeliever. 
And that could be interpreted in different ways, but I'm just saying what Jesus did, just playing what Jesus has said. That shows that, that Jesus now went ahead to show you the power of what he's saying by saying, when the church agrees about something, heaven stamps it. So I told that person, please, say, I know you don't agree, but serve this punishment. Then you cannot come back and say, ah, this thing, the way you treated me, it's a bit unfair. But don't say, no, eh, you can't, in this London, hey, never, at least I get. <laughs> you can be, uh, don't can be offended and say, you know, but as far as everyone is concerned, they've already like, marked register. This one's other punishment. Ah, the day I will never forget. <laughs> we had, in my uni, we had a lovely choir. Ethan Chelsea is playing. Our choir master doesn't, the choir doesn't do that thing. <laughs> no matter the program. I know, I'm talking about choir of three, four people. I'm talking about choir of about 50. They will cancel choir because Chelsea is playing. Pastor was already, we were already saying, hmm, everybody kept quiet, kept quiet, kept quiet. What now happened? I think something happened in Lagos or something. They now all went. There was nobody in the choir store except the faithfuls. The ones that you see us they went. So maybe was champions or something. Everybody came back. <laughs> Can never forget. He just said, ah, Bio. It was already boiling that morning. I said, no, just calm down. Let's just, he said, no, he said, no, no. He said, none of this choir. He said, this choir is banned. Disbanded totally. And when he said that, it was in the morning. So he just said to them, he said, we oh, yeah, pack all the instrument, pack everything, put it to one side. We will clap. And we're talking about a church about, I think we're about about three, four hundred or so, and things like that. We're clapping. Yeah, don't worry, said, we don't even we don't even need microphone. We don't need anything. So at the engineer, at whatever it is, pack your stuff and leave. And things like that. What am I trying to say is that when we started this house, there was a select church not far from us. And somebody came down and he said, I want to see the pastor. He said, We well, said, there's somebody in trance. And God said that the choir that is suspended today said none of them. He said they should first of all go and sit down for three months. Then they should rethink, including the choir master, if they want to apply. Then they now do application. Then they will now have a period of fasting where they asking God for forgiveness. Then they will now consider the application. I was like, we were just talking. And we just agreed that, okay, let's just give them one week, one issue. Not knowing God was already waiting. Say, just allow us and we'll deal with this most final day. <laughs> you know, God help us in Jesus' name. Psalm 87, verse 6. The Bible says, The Lord writes the register of people who are born in Zion. So, the Bible says, Zion, which is the representation of the church, God himself has a register. I was talking to a pastor recently, and I said, you know, he was, he was talking to me about certain things he wanted to preach about. I said, I said, 
you can be on church WhatsApp group, but God is the one that keeps original register. Mm. You know, it's the God that keeps the original register. Now, just a couple of things as 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 I as you know as as we just quickly move forward is is to say that you know we 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 we've, we've defined the church, the local and the um. Uh, and the universal. I just wanted to say, you know, the Bible says, somebody will say that, you know, how do I know a church that I need to go to? Number one, the, the church system is quite unique. You might come through a door and a part of the church, which is good. But there is a system in place that matches you and the pastor. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter um, chapter. Verse 16. The Bible says, then in the final time, I will give you, not you will give yourself. You might have made decisions based on scriptures to find a place that suits your heart. But the Bible said, within that decision, somebody is actually directing you. The Bible says, a shepherd after my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge. Understanding. Somebody asked me one question one day. Somebody said, ah, you know, um, somebody is about to start a church, he's a pastor. I said, okay. And he said, um, he said, I wanted to ask if it is right for a pastor to start a church and not know Bible what to preach. I said, ah. <laughs> I said, ah. He said, but he said, God called him. He said, he can't preach, he doesn't know Bible at all. <laughs> I said, so. What does he, what is the, I don't understand, what did he say he wants to do? He wants to start a church. The Bible says that, see, he could even start a church and sit down and a shepherd will come. The Bible says he will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So, if you have a, if you find a pastor, all the pastor knows how to do is give away. People say, ah, that pastor is good. He does give away. Mm-hmm. Give away is not part of their job. Because say, ah, some pastors are good. Why? Ah? <laughs> oh, that pastor is not stingy. He's a man of God. He can be a man of God. But the job of a shepherd is to ensure that his flock is fed. Let's go to the book of Acts, please. Now, that is your, and the Bible now says that, you know, keep your, keep watch over yourselves and the flock of the Holy Spirit has made, made you overseers. So basically, what the Bible is saying, God brought people. Your pastor was appointed by the Holy Spirit. So it is there is a middle man between that and that's what I'm trying to say. There was a place that you know I had the opportunity of advising someone, you know, people that you know God gave me grace to and the pastor was under great influence and he saw a great pressure. I wanted to do certain things because the church members were so and I said, no, I you they didn't appoint the Holy Spirit brought you. So if God says do this you do it. I know it's difficult, 
But what I'm trying to say is that I'm not saying that you don't have a relationship. But what I'm just saying is that there is a middleman. The one that brought them and the one that brought you. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, having just kind of, I just wanted to just say that just to give like a bit more to say about, about church, but just to kind of put that background in it. You know, and that is why, you know, if something happens in the church, remember, and you don't know what to do as a pastor, you can say, you appointed me. What, how do we resolve this issue? But if I appointed myself, uh, you have to deal with it yourself. Does that make sense? So the Bible says here that, um, so now I've, I've been said that let's just quickly move close to our, our assignment. The Bible, God said, he said, I have sent you, he said, you are the light of the world. A, a, you know, it, 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 that should not be, you know, you are the salt of the heart. Things. Let me let me read the message Bible because that is that comes out really well. He said, "Let me tell you why you are here." So, in case you don't know, he said, "You are here to to be a salt seasoning that brings out God's flavor on earth." Do you know what is not right? That a salt that's supposed to make the soup when say ah. Why is this soup tasting bad? The soup without salt is meant to taste bad. Ah, this word is all gay everywhere. Nobody really bothers about God. You are the light that should be shining there. So you don't blame the world for behaving like the world. So the Bible says that he said, your, our job is to bring God's flavor to this earth. He said, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? So, in that environment, ah, it is because you are not functioning in that place. But, you know what we have done as Christians? We now gather we now talk about ah politicians, Nigeria. They just steal, 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 steal. But when you look at all of them, I've never seen you. Maybe there is no politician in Nigeria that has come out. Even though people do um, voodoo, juju, and things like that, nobody has come out to say religion. Have you seen it in Nigeria? When they swear, it is either Christian or Muslim. So the Bible says that it says if you are, he said, he said, he said, how he said you lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. If the church does not understand, please know that now we have said that the church is not the building. I am the church. So if I, the church, do not understand how to my 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 role in where God has taken me to. You know, I've tried to correct what the problem is. Because some people would be here somehow at work. Why? Because they are not in church. Not knowing that it is church that is misbehaving at work. 
Does that make sense? So, if you, if I don't understand, if, if he, said, he said, if you have lost your saltiness, let's come on, please. He said, here is another way to put it. You are here to be the light that brings God's color in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on the hill. I make you light bearers. And if you do not think I am going and do and you do not think I am going to hide you under a, under a bucket, do you? He said, I am putting you on the stand. They are going to just as we as we understand that scripture. I want us to now I'm going to demonstrate from something for us for you to follow how Jesus what your appointment assignment. You know when it's assigned, so that means we we tag you to something. So let's go to I'm going to read from the amplified translation, Matthew chapter five. The, uh, Matthew chapter ten, sorry. The Bible says that listen carefully. I am sending you out like a she- like a sheep among wolves. So be wise as a serpent, innocent as those, not self. Serving agenda. Now let me just take the first bit. Please, what do wolves eat? Sheep. God is saying, I am sending you. He said, listen carefully, because some of us don't understand this. I am not sending you to the group of Christian friends. I'm sending you in the midst of wolves. Does this make sense to us? Please, three of you come. Okay, Joshua, come. I'm not, don't think, whatever way I put you, don't worry, you are, you are, you are God's child. Come. Oh, are, are you afraid? No. <laughs> I want to give you wolf number one. <laughs> wolf number two, sorry. No, not wolf in Jesus' name. So, you are also with let's make our own. God is saying <laughs> the Bible did not say if you read another translation, we say, I have sent you as a um, a sheep in the midst of wolves. So Jesus is saying, This is where I have now put you in the midst of wolves. That is your assignment. Your assignment is not to come and sit in wolf, in sheep. You are, I, when I go to place you, I'm going to place you in the midst of wolves. Some people will say, ah, which family does God brought me? No. He, he, he chose you from heaven to bring you into that family as a sheep among wolves. So stop complaining. Ah, God, if only you have brought me in another family. Oh, God, because no, 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 no. Listen carefully. You are not listening. That's the problem. You are not listening well. That I bought you. I saw you. I know you are a sheep. And I know these people. Sorry, not you. <laughs> they are wolves. 
and you are the one that he likes for dinner. <laughs> but I saw that and I put you in the list. Now, that is the assignment of the church. But at times we feel that, ah, no, everybody that I have to talk to has to be Jesus, 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 Jesus. The problem is that by the time God is ready to send you on that assignment, that sheep will not come back home. Because wolf are fitted. Now, what did Jesus see that is saying, I am sending you as a sheep among wolves? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Does he, does he get it to that point? My time is almost gone. Hallelujah. Amen. So you are not both in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, the problem is that when the sheep is among wolves, and the wolves begin to see that this one is different. Just like Daniel was put among the lions. They had to sit down and say something is different. Until you take a church and you put it in the midst of wolves. All we will see is, ah, you had bread yesterday, I had meat. Oh, hallelujah. That's all. The way you are going to start to see the hand of God is when you step out in the midst of wolves and first of all, recognize you are the church in the midst of that place. I can remember that <laughs> They bought um, Shilwa, Shilwa, yeah, they bought Shilwa baby suit from. Um, it was a Baba. It was no, it was not Babala. Babala was dangling there. Yeah. It was Odisha's Odisha's residence. But I never forget that because you know, and I was I wasn't concerned, but it was the it was the response that I got that made me and said, oh, you are not using Odisha's place to to. to if Orisha cannot pay for rent in the place, the Orisha is having problem. <laughs> so why would I not be praying overnight if Orisha can accommodate his place? So they now park Orisha. They now look for one small room, corner of one room. They put Orisha there. They have to sell the building for a church to use. You know, if Orisha cannot afford to protect his territory, that they sold when they sold, and which I did not do anything. Why? What I'm trying to say is that when the church steps into a place, Odisha does not have any ability to save themselves. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So quickly, I'm just going to just point out a couple of things as we, as we, when we gather like this. The Bible says there is an equipping that goes on. 
And in that gathering, in that gathering, Hebrews tells us, Hebrews chapter chapter 12, verse he said, he said, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to a heavenly Jerusalem, you have come to a thousand upon thousand angels in joyful assembly. To the first to the church of this firstborn, whose names are written here. Please note that church. They now have whose names are written in heaven. But the Bible is saying in that gathering there are numerous angels. Does that make sense? The angels are walking in activity. Why? Because if they know that you are about to be sent into among the wolves, just as just the Daniel was put among the walls. So the Bible says, when we go to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, the Bible says, are all angels, not ministering spirits, sent to serve those who are called to inherit? I'm linking this as we come down on the Holy Michael week. It's for you to understand that the activities of angels is to is one is to protect you in that journey. Is to make you aware that there are you know you are not alone in that journey. Revelation chapter 22 verse verse 8 to 9 the Bible says I John I am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard, I saw them, I fell down and worshipped at the feet of the angel who showed me. And he said to me, no, do not worship me. I am a servant of God just like you. So what I'm trying to say is that the activities of angels are heightened when you to discover your call and your purpose. When you begin to walk, you put them into drive. Because as you are, are going out in consciousness of who you are, and part of, and, 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 and you are the church, when you step into those places, and when you are in the midst of wolves, just like Daniel was there, you just see that they have been hitting everyone, but they cannot hit you. That's when you go, I don't even know how I just made it happen. It was because angels were sent to shut their mouth. And that is what you would see as we come to Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. I was talking to one of the Sunday school children. And they were talking to me about about the fact that they used to they used to feel that something is following them. So they told their parents and they began to tell them to read Psalm 24 and things like that. But rather than that thing leave that was carrying them, they felt they felt um, they felt at ease. And they said that you no know, when they read began to read the Bible more. 
they noticed it was not noticeable that that thing was standing very close. Said so not until they began to have dreams and see themselves in a the dream and see that an angel was standing wherever they were going and they felt they could feel the flaps as it was moving. Why they called was that in school, he said, he said, I noticed that it brushed to me. And I had to ask my friend, did you see that? And things like that. He said, because I now begin to see that wherever I'm standing, I know that somebody's moving about. He said, I can't tell my parents, but at times I hear footsteps. And I began to tell this person, I said, they are introducing themselves for you to be aware. And what they're saying is that as you, so I want you that when you're now preliving your prayers at home, pray with confidence. Because now you will know that they are standing next to you. The David, um, Jacob said, God was here and I did not know. So as we come together in the place of prayer, as we come together in the place of prayer, we would ask God that as we come together in the place of prayer, we, we, would, we, we, would, come, we, would, we would start to ask God that, Lord, I am asking for the grace and the act and you know, as I, as I, as I you know, where this is just a part one. As I to begin to step into my assignment as a church, some of us, you are in a workplace, and it seems like the walls are raging, and the only thing you can do is to keep quiet. Some of us, we've blended into the place so that wolves will not see. It could be friends. Because they will shout, shout you down and say, you know what, 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 what are you talking about here? But once you realize that as a church and as a step in the midst of them, angels are there to shut them up. Maybe you'll be going through issues family-wise and you're like, God, you know, you know, every vision you get is because you're for this army. Because you're for this army. You know, maybe, you know, no, it is because it is an assignment. You are sent there to be, to bring God's flavor into that environment. And as a church, as we step out into places, I want you, if there's nothing you gain out of this, is the consciousness that as I am stepping out, a church is on the road. The light is on the road. When you enter a place, the flavor of God is spreading across. I will trust that God will grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.